welcome to another episode of Ryan's Method Passive Income Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Hogue. Hey guys, thank you for joining me for a new video. I'm here with Carl and he's been killing it on T Public lately, so I had to get him in for an interview. What's up, Carl? How's it going, Ryan? Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Thank you for joining me. So you were in my Facebook group. You were flashing big numbers on T Public, which I know if people love Redbubble, well, Redbubble just so happens to have acquired T Public, and there was a lot of interest. I mean, I, there was what like thirty comments or even more. Yeah, yeah. It kind of built up real fast. People are into it for sure. Yeah. So why don't you just kind of start by spilling some uh, secrets about T Public? Because I mean, I'm on there, but you're making me look bad. I only make about a hundred and like between a hundred and a hundred fifty a month. Yeah. It's like my my average. Uh, something I found just from T Public and then print on demand in general, they're not all made equal. It seems like different print on demand sites kind of have different specialties. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say T Public might lean more towards artists looking for a platform for their work as opposed to maybe merch by Amazon. Um, might be more of the kind of text base, your word here kind of fills in. What's worked best for me on T Public is definitely um, kind of starting by just putting up what I wanted to create. I know that goes against the whole research-based design thing, but I sort of inadvertently learned from what did and didn't sell what was going to actually, you know, kind of drive my my page. So in the last few months, it's gone up from probably the same, like the fifty to one hundred dollar a month range to um, I just hit six hundred today. I was at five fifty yesterday and had fifty so far today. So Dude, that must be, yeah. that must feel good to get all those emails from T public telling you, you made a bunch of sales constantly checking. Yeah. Yeah. That's sick, <laughs> man. So I guess what I want to know first, like the first question that pops up into my head is, is there a specific product that you're seeing a lot of sales like generating? It's definitely t-shirts mostly okay. for sure. I mean, I, I hate you. I sold my first tapestry today. That was pretty cool. I get a lot of those, but so it, it, that has kind of driven how I've been doing design to find designs that translate well to t-shirts, maybe simpler is better often on T public. They definitely, if you just visit the main page, you can see what they feature. It's more independent artist vibe designs. Um, things that simplify enough to look good on a t-shirt seem to sell the best. Even if they go on different products, it always comes back to t-shirts. Um, so that type of stuff seems to really like jump out the most, I guess. Nice. And it, just to clear up too, is it like you optimizing for all over print or are you doing kind of the standard approach to t-shirts? I haven't done the all over yet. I mean, I, I make sure the dimensions are as huge as possible and mm-hmm. um, take the time to go into each actual, you know, make sure it lines up well on a mug just in case someone wants it. It's worth taking the time to do it. Um, but it's definitely t-shirts by far. It's definitely okay. Different. T-shirts. And yeah, I mean, I'm guilty of uh, like for me, cause I want to diversify as much as possible. So I've been guilty of like using a uh, uploader. And so, I mean, I know that my designs probably aren't perfect on all products, but the one thing that I'd like is, you know, if you optimize for a t-shirt, you know, it's typically like a um, portrait rectangle yeah. and that translates well to coffee mugs and certain products. So I've just kind of done what I can as, as far as streamlining it and automating it. Yeah, so yeah you, uh, definitely. Yeah. A lot of people, uh, sorry. Go no, ahead. you're good. You're good. Um, I found on the off chance that something doesn't quite fit, just a matter of, um, like they do wall canvases on T public. Some, I always make it square and then just make it fit within the square. 
Because okay. it seems to be like when I've had prints that are different dimensions, they don't seem to sell at all. Any canvas I've ever sold is the one to one square and to kind of just make it fit within it. I think um, literally I've never sold a canvas that isn't one by one. Yeah, so, well, hey, that's a good tip, man. So are yeah. you fitting uh, like kind of the T-shirt taller rectangle designs into a square as like a separate uh, part of your workflow? Or are you starting off your designs expecting the one to one? I it usually I kind of have a square in mind when I create it. And sometimes, you know, it varies a little bit as you're kind of messing with it, but nothing insanely wide and, and short. Like it might work for a T-shirt, but um, I find that I do use a bit of Instagram for the most part. I don't do any ad driven type stuff. It's all sort of mm -hmm. organic within Public, But I do think about, will this fit in an Instagram post? So usually the square kind of, you know, it helps for that end of it, but it just makes it fit the most products too, to have it. Yeah. yeah. And that does translate pretty much just as well to t-shirts, mugs, et cetera. So that's a good yeah. tip too. And then like Instagram, it, are you able to track like if you're generating uh, sales from Instagram or is it just kind of supplementary? I know you can, like you can do backlinking and everything. I haven't taken the time to set it up. I just know sometimes I'll put a design up. It's there for a week. There's no sales. I put it on Instagram and I'll get a few and I assume that's got to come from, you know, that post. But I think most of my sales really just come from searches within T public, which is kind of encouraging for people who want to get into it, that you don't need to spend money on ads per se. Um, I think it's more about getting in touch with what T public promotes on the main page and aligning your style to that, because I don't know how the algorithms work exactly, but I've heard that people who kind of plug in mass designs that might not be in that vibe, they don't find their results in the searches at all. Mm. And I kind of have a theory that they might bump up the things that align with their brand identity um, to, you know, kind of go to the people they're marketing towards. Yeah. I did see that on the thread and um, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I, you know, I think both of us, like you said, you're into computer science. So we kind of have yeah. some rudimentary understanding of how it might be written on the back end, but unless we work there, we don't really know for sure. But yeah, yeah it's like, yeah. it does seem like, People who are successful on platforms like Teespring, you know, it's like I'm I'm putting the same designs on all these platforms. So I get a pretty good benchmark of like who's I always say make them work for you. You know, I want to be on the places that are going to make me money without me driving the external traffic to them, you know, and so, like Teespring, it seems like there's no return if I'm not sending them traffic. Whereas for whatever reason, like Public, they I do get sales. And even though I am one of the uh, quote unquote spammers, if you will. But I mean, like, I'm not real. I don't feel like I am, but I don't know. This is something that I'm sure people are wondering though. So you're doing original artwork. Yes. Yeah. I'd say I honestly, I, I know there's people who, and I guess you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think a lot of the people that might be driven to your page, it's the, the lure of the allure of passive income is kind of the main. And then maybe they'll learn enough from design to create it. I was more on the other end where I was, I was an artist to start and I just wanted to find ways to monetize what I was creating already. Um, so for me, the challenge was more commercializing it a bit and finding less of what I liked and more of what actually sold and kind of finding that middle ground. Mm -hmm. So for some, it's working up from no art experience to creating something that'll sell. And for others, it's kind of reeling it in and, and making it for others. Um, so I do have, I just have like a little snippet of it's the type of art I, more the stuff I make for myself, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. but so you I'm make not, art for yourself too. Is that kind of what inspired you? Maybe you were going to buy something yourself and you were like, where do I put it? Oh, I can sell it to other people or something like that. I, the, the first sale I ever had was myself. I just wanted to find a spot to make something I could, you know, have for myself. And then other people bought it and I thought might be something to this. So 
Dude, uh, I, I have a funny story there too. I was like, one time I took a picture of my uh, girlfriend's like little micro chihuahua and I cut him out and made a little like red bubble sticker. And then dude, every time it sells, I have to go tell her like what people <laughs> bought it on, you know? Cause it's like, it's just like a, it's called like white micro chihuahua, I think on red bubble, but people bought yeah. it on like a fanny pack and it's pretty funny. I had the same thing for my wife had a horse named red and I made a design for her for Christmas. And anytime I get a red horse sale, I'm like, it's <laughs> <awesome."> famous. That's <laughs> yeah, cool. You want to show some of the, the artwork that you had? Yeah, I've got one specific one I've got queued up in the tab. Sure. Um, yeah. Once you go ahead and when it's ready, I'll, uh, I'll share yeah, the screen I'll over. All right. All right here so you go. Are, um, it's weird for, I mean, I, I live outside Buffalo, New York. Anyone who's a, a Bills fan, maybe not the most popular guy. I'm kind but, of a Bills fan, man. I want to go see a Bills game in Buffalo. Like, who doesn't? I want to go jump off of, like, the top of an RV and through a, a table, right? Through a table. That's the guy, man. <laughs> People That's, who watch football will understand what I'm talking about. Everybody else will not, not have a clue. <laughs> exactly. Well, this, this was one of the, the quarterbacks from, like, 20 years ago. Maybe not the most popular guy, but when I was in high school, this was, like, my favorite athlete. I feel like kind of – you figure out who you are in high school. And I, I thought like it my Flutie? identity. It's the guy who replaced Flutie. It's Rob Johnson. Okay. I don't know who him. I don't know him. Not not a not a popular guy. He's the guy who took out the most popular guy on the team. Mm. But um, so this is the the type of design I like. I was really into Shepherd Fairy and that kind of like vector art, the um kind of pop art meets maybe something a little more commercial. Um this kind of thing I enjoy creating, and I do have designs that seem like this that, that kind of have the same vibe. Obviously, there's some issues as far as intellectual property. I don't have this exact design in my shop because I don't have the rights to Wilson or the NFL or, you know, the Bills logo, Puma, that kind of stuff. I have found Public is a little lax, I guess, would be like as far as print on demand and IP goes, they seem to be the most lax. And I think it's because they hinge more on, on fan art and indie art. And there's a little mm -hmm. bit of, of wiggle room in some areas. Um a lot of people don't realize this. You mentioned Redbubble and T Public are. Here, I can just X out of this quick. Um, Redbubble and T Public are are one and the same. That Redbubble bought them. Mm -hmm. In theory, if it was just about competition, they probably would have just zeroed them out, and it would have you know gone over to Redbubble when you searched in T Public. Mm -hmm. They recognize there's value in that sort of niche of kind of indie art. Um, you'll find designs that infringe very directly on intellectual properties on T Public, and and it stays on. There's a, a bit of an allure to it. You can fall into that trap of putting a lot of that stuff up. I think it's just important for people to keep in mind at any point they could take it down and they'd be in their right to do it. Um, if you really want to build something long-term that's sustainable, um, maybe to, there's a guy, Johnny Cupcakes, who has this amazing brand where he implies IPs without actually infringing on them. And it's a really interesting line to find. Um, if you overstep at any point, you could lose it all. So it's kind of a, an artwork or an art form to find that, that balance between them, I think. Yeah. And that's interesting too. And like what I always, like, I always cringe to even like talk about the legal side because of the unfortunate part where it's like most of these platforms, if not a hundred percent of them are kind of policed by automation for if there, if there's an approval rejection algorithm that's automated. And then if somebody takes time to manually report somebody else, if you're on the receiving end of that report, whether you did everything wrong or nothing wrong at all, you're yeah. pretty much screwed. And, you know, you're not going to get a human to talk to unless you actually like lawyer up and try to take it to, you know, and like who does that? Yeah, exactly. For, you know, that's the, the cost of it is probably not. It's not going to. Yeah, it's out. just the the way the system can kind of be exploited is that's the downside, you know, and like you, you're talking about like T Public being loose with the IP stuff. You know who also is, man, Etsy, like of all. Like 
publicly traded on the U.S. stock market in the S and P 500 now. I, I, yeah. God, I hate Etsy, and it's <laughs> like it's like the, their executive team that's doing everything wrong is being rewarded more and more and more. It's I just got into Etsy. I'm still trying to find. Uh, you can integrate with Printful to do print on demand through Etsy and eBay. Um, it's easy to get stuff on Etsy. Printful seems to actually have a conscience though, and they'll take stuff down. Right? Um, yeah, they won't fulfill it. <laughs> yeah, it's so I've had a bunch of sales, and I'm like, sorry guys. Uh, Apparently I can't sell Bart Simpson t-shirts. So you can do a <laughs> loophole. If anybody's still listening, you can go into like gear bubble. Like there's, there's certain production partners that uh, are more loose to fulfill those orders. Cause I've, I've like made my data uh, Washington capitals uh, before they won the Stanley cup. I yeah. made him a shirt for Christmas one year that said like drink or something. Like it said, like this team makes me drink. And it was like in their logo style and yeah, yeah. printful wouldn't fulfill it, but I got gear bubble to do it. So oh, it's good to know. I actually, oh, that reminds me. I wanted to mention something about T Public. Since they're with Redbubble, there's a program Redbubble has where there's sort of licensed fan art. And there's a bunch of different TV shows where you can use their IPs. You can make Rick and Morty t shirts and yep. um, Adventure Time, Hell's Kitchen, weirdly, a bunch of different shows. And as long as it fits their guidelines, you can maybe you have a niche of your own and you can take their IPs and, and actually integrate it, um, which is a sustainable way to maybe get that boost. Um, the Rick and Morty version of your niche could be, it could be a hit. Yeah. And what's cool too. Cause I was just actually like, I've been working on behind the scenes, a, uh, like a red bubble course. So I was actually like rereading all of that yesterday. <laughs> yeah. And I saw a link that said T public also, I don't think everything that was red bubble fan art just translated over, but I saw they were working on something for T public. And then what's cool about that is, uh, they don't increase or they don't cut your royalty for doing the fan art program. Whereas yeah. like Amazon merch, you'll have to price like well over 20 bucks to make like the same royalty that you'd make for less than 20 if you do their collab program. But their collab program just sucks. It's it's not even worth it anymore. I've had trouble with yeah, it's a lot of the stuff you can get onto T Public merch by Amazon will not even you can't even get it approved. That's, it's, they have a program kind of similar, but it's like I even hesitate to submit stuff because it's like I don't want to submit something through there and get like a rejection on my account or something when I'm like doing it correctly, you know. Yeah, the good stuff you have, you don't want to risk it for the stuff that might that's yeah. tough. Yeah, man. So any other like uh tips and tricks with T Public, any any like secret parts of the platform that people aren't aware of, any uh product types that I don't know, you already said the t-shirts sell best, like anything secondary to that, that you think people should be like kind of maybe optimizing designs for? Uh, definitely. Um, stickers sell very well, even though the margins aren't huge. That's kind of a big volume thing. I learned recently, it's important to optimize the design to work on any color shirt. So I put up a lot of designs that if you put it on a black shirt, it would get lost in it kind of. And I went back and started adding white borders or maybe making versions that work on darker ones. And that's really what got my sales up was black shirts sell the best by far. So if the design doesn't work on a black shirt, you're cutting out a huge part of the market. Dude, I've been doing that more and more lately, truthfully. Like I've been, uh, I've been using like a lot of pre-made graphics, but then what I've been doing, like you said, is like, I've just been adding like a little stroke to anything that's outside the graphic if I'm not just overlaying text on it. And uh, because like you said, it just, it also takes the, the extra, uh, the need for extra attention away. Like I just kind of know it's going to look good unless it's, well, even if, even if the stroke is like a red stroke and it's on a red shirt, it still should look fine with T public, man. Like what else are you, where else are you looking next? You know, like you're, you're doing really well here as supplemental uh, passive income and like T public for me ranks after, you know, merch, Etsy, Amazon, FBM, Redbubble, T public. Like that's how I kind of like it in that order based on my Mm -hmm. personal experience, but where else are you looking? 
I'm I'm trying to go in the reverse order to go up the chain that way. Uh, I have found what works on T Public. It's not as easy as just uploading it everywhere else. That was honestly my next approach, and I found, you know, with merch by Amazon, their their IP enforcement is is just it's different. It's a little more difficult to get designs on. I think it's a little more data driven in terms of what works for volume sales there. Maybe it's not as much about the indie art style. It's more about working backwards from what's already successful there. So my goal long-term is if I can find 10 print on demand shops and make each what, you know, T public is for me now diversified. It's almost like investing. If one of them goes down, you've got nine other ones that are working well. Maybe it's not about being, you know, selling 10 grand a month on one site, but about understanding the language of each and being able to translate one idea into the right version that, you know, matches what sells well on each. Yeah. I like that, man. I honestly think it's spot on too. Like based on my experience with Amazon, uh, the way their algorithm works, I really do think it favors you like doing a little market research and seeing what people are searching because yeah. they, they don't let you kind of discover new things as well as a place like T public would, you know, like if you bring your indie original artwork there and, and someone doesn't search for like the exact search term that you've optimized for, um, then yeah, I mean, it's hard to imagine you getting those cause there's too much stuff on their platform too. You know, like the, it reduced yeah. the likelihood of you getting the fringe third set of keywords. That's kind of applicable, like getting ranked on page one in my mind anyways, whereas you might have a better chance on a smaller platform like T public. So. Yeah, for sure. It's I've noticed on T public, once you get a few sales, you know, I'll go onto a computer I've never logged onto that I kind of use as my search one. So it's not, you know, I know cookies aren't impacting mm -hmm. it. And you see it jump up after a few sales. It's like, all right, you get the right niche. And But with Merch by Amazon, it's why I joined your Facebook page, actually, is those are the next areas I hope to learn more about. Um, it, I think data-driven design is probably really the way to go for some of those other sites. Yeah, I mean, especially on Merch, where you want to make those sales and get to the higher tier. And then if you, you know what I mean? And then you can, if you're in tier 10, it's tough to just upload original artwork. But if you can kind of play the game, get to tier 500 or higher, and then start yeah, mixing in your original stuff and see where that takes you. That that to me sounds like the the game plan, you know. Yeah. Man, oh, it's exciting. That's that's the next level. It's and I think even like people who are artists who might be watching and they're struggling that a lot of artists they're expressing themselves through their work and it's hard to take that step to put it on. If you're willing to take those early steps to figure out what sells, maybe you can create the platform eventually where people want your original art and they're looking for you. Um, if that's like a goal in life to to be an artist it's a step in that direction. I think it's a really cool way to maybe eventually establish your brand and make yourself, you know, a commercially viable artist. Dude, I like that idea, man. You could launch your own like Shopify store, maybe use like Printful or whoever else to uh, fulfill your stuff and sell um, maybe like the framed wall art, you know, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. If you're a really good artist. Like you're, you're uh, I wanted to call him Doug Flutie. Who is it again? It was, it was Rob Johnson. Uh, Rob Johnson. How long did he play? <laughs> he was not long. He was the guy who replaced Flutie. He broke his collarbone. He was gone. It didn't last okay. long, but that's my guy. <laughs> He's got a fan in you. So <laughs> He's like, you know, it's funny too, with the, with the whole shutdown when, as I watched your videos, I'm, I'm friends with him on Instagram now from doing designs and like him and his wife, they, they follow me on there. It's cool how gearing designs towards sales that you can connect with people through it. And like, it's, it's cool. It's something that's really just a business. You can really can really flesh out into something fun. Yeah. But I like that. I like that. You're always thinking like about expanding the scope, you know? And yeah, I mean, for sure, if you're trying to be uh generate your own income or at least as an additional income stream, like having your own platform and, you know, you can do things like if you get on Etsy 
and you start making sales, you can pay Printful an extra like 70 cents, I think, per order to do an insert. And you can have the Etsy customers oh, get the insert, take you to the uh, Instagram or I mean, not Instagram, the wherever you want them to go. Yeah. And try to, you know, turn them into a email list customer. Oh, man. That's how you start getting the, the, the data together. That's yeah. Interesting. Build the yeah. recurring business, right? The long term, long game. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Cool. Hey, Carl, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day, man, to be here. And also you've given inspiration for sure to the people who are actually good at creating artwork, like original artwork, unlike myself. So thank you for being here, man. Well, thank you for having me. I'm really, I'm looking forward. You've helped me so much with just the videos I've seen. I'm looking forward. If no one's in your Facebook group, anyone watching who's not get into it. I've already learned stuff just in the first day in it. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to building my business and learning from you. So thank you very much. Yeah, check out the Facebook group, guys, and um, let's talk some more T Public. It seems like there's a lot of interest around that, so I appreciate that, Carl. Awesome. All right, thank you so much for having me. All right, see you. Cool. Take care. Mm-hmm.